Ryan Jones, receiver for the Argos, and you're listening to Argos Football on TSN 1050. Football is football. Doesn't matter how many men are on the field or how many downs there are, it's football. There's hitting, lots of hitting, and I like hitting. This is football, baby. Argos football on TSN 1050. Hogan and Schultz with you. The Argos have won the coin toss, and on a fairly windy day today here with the breeze coming off the lake, Chris, that could be important. The Argos have elected to defer, so BC will get the ball in the wind here in the opening quarter. Well, I always prefer to be on defense to start a football game because if you get a quick two and out, even if the punt is reasonably good, you probably gain about 10 yards in terms of field position. So let them have the ball. Let's see how they do. Let's see if they can slow down what BC's been able to accomplish, which is a balanced offense. Remember, they have their entire offensive backfield back. Their number one threat is Chris Rainey. Oh, if Chris boy. Rainey gets the football, whether it be in special teams or in terms of out in open space, they've got to be able to control him as an individual, individual football player. And if they do... That's a key to me to make sure they win this game. They were very aware of Chris Rainey at practice this week, uh, working on uh, kickoffs and especially punting. Uh, the directional punting going to be a key today, but it will be Chris Rainey, who I think, you know, you, you talk about some of your your opinions. I think Chris Rainey's the most dangerous returner in the league. You can make that argument. I just I just think he's uh, he's a guy who just gets from A to B very quickly and doesn't screw around. And the Argonaut special teams have really been struggling. Remember last yeah. week it was Deontay Spencer punt return for the touchdown. There was a fumble by Martise Jackson who just misplayed the football while it was in the air, trying to catch it with his, his hands and not necessarily his body. And then the week before they had a blunt park, uh, a punt blocked in the Winnipeg football game. So if they just clean up their special teams and don't make any mistakes, that's going to assist them as much as anything they can do with the ball or without the ball. So the doubly dangerous duo of Chris Rainey out of the University of Florida, all five foot five of them, goes back to return with Jeremiah Johnson out of Oregon, the former Argo. All five nine of him, but he's about five nine wide as well. The former Argo, JJ, back there with Rainey. It will be Zach Medeiros teeing it up. Zach in for the injured Ronnie Pepper did a nice job last week. Uh, hitting all of his kicks, and he uh, is going to tee it up at the 35-yard line. Again, the Argos will have the wind here in the opening quarter. The BC Lions uh, moving with their backs to the Gardner, heading toward the lake. They are in their road whites with orange helmets and orange pants. Argos today going for the blue on blue on blue look. Helmets, jerseys, and pants. Our official uh, head official today, the referee, is Ben Major. Yeah, we're waiting for Ben to give us the okay signal, and when he does, we'll get this game underway. Medeiros tears it up. All of the Argos are over on the near hash yes. mark. It's a very odd formation. formation. Yeah. And uh, he will break them. And here's the kickoff. And it is going to be to Johnson away from Ramey, and J.J. will take it at the five-yard line near side, 10, 15, 20. And he will be knocked toward the sidelines and then knocked out of bounds at the 24-yard line as it was Cam Walker out of the University of Guelph making the stop. The starting offense for the BC Lions, Travis Lule is the quarterback, Jeremiah Johnson is the running back. The receivers are former Argo Kevin Elliott, Manny Arsenault, Corey Watson, uh, Brian Burnham, and Shaq Johnson. The offensive line, Joel Figueroa, Nelson, or sorry, Hunter Stewart, Cody Husband, David Focal, and Javon Olafioye. 
Ball at the 24-yard line over on the near hash mark. And the uh, Lions will start with a tight end and a receiver to the near side, three up top. And they will go play action. Lule will give it out to the back who dropped it. In fact, that was, was that Manny Arsenal who dropped that? That just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen very often, and Lule had a great play fake. He really faked towards the line of scrimmage, brought all the Toronto Aronaut defense, and there was an open area. If not for that drop, that would have been a significant gain. So break number one goes for the Toronto Argonauts. Lule, a 62% pass completion rate so far. Five touchdowns, three interceptions. And it is going to be Marcus Roberson out in the near corner. He's playing the boundary corner to start. Cassius Vaughn is on the boundary half, and Alden Darby is the Sam. And Lule drops back to pass, has a man in the middle of the zone. It's Brian Burnham. He's going to get the first down out to the 45. The difficulty when you run a zone defense is if you have a smart receiver, the smart receiver will go into the known open area. And if he either slows down or dead stops, then the quarterback sees that, can throw the football with velocity, complete the pass. Exactly what happened between Lule and Burnham on that play. Ball at the 46-yard line. And three receivers will go up top, ball in the middle of the field. It's Manny Arsenault with one-on-one coverage with Roberson to the near side. And they're going to go to the far side. A little hitch pass very quickly is caught by Shaq Johnson, and the little guy will take it out close to midfield for a gain of about seven. On that particular play, you take what the defense gives you, so the distance between the receiver and the corner was so advantageous for Lule, I wouldn't be surprised if he audibled into that play because all the receiver has to do is do a quick down and in, sit there, slow down, the pass gets there quick, it's an easy game. Chris Graves out of Western, an extra offensive lineman, has checked in for Shaq Johnson, so they're going to go bigs. With a tight end on the far side. Burnham will line up as a tight end as well. And they will go ground game to Johnson. And Jeremiah's got the first down across midfield with the 51-yard line. He runs into Tuggle, among others. Frank Beltray is in there. It will be good for a gain of five and a Lions first down. You know, Ed Hervey is the general manager, the player personnel director for the BC Lions. And he's going to do what he did with the Edmonton Eskimos. He's going to find people on the line of scrimmage, offensive defense, that can dominate on a play. That play, offensive line, dominated the Argonaut defensive line. Easy, easy first down. Watson, Burnham, and Johnson come to the near side. They are joined by Kevin Elliott as well, so a four-pack here. Play action. They ran Elliott behind the formation, and he'll get the first down, knocked it, or close to the first down, knocked it a bounce by Roberson after a gain of maybe seven. Well, once again, well executed in terms of the play fake. It's so hard for the second level, the linebackers, to discern whether that running back has the ball or does not have the ball because if they make the incorrect decision, it opens up areas, and Lule found that area with his receiver. There have been two great fakes by Lule that have found the Argonaut linebackers frozen in time for just that split second. Second and two. And again, they go double tight end set. Check that, a tight end just to the far side. Three receivers to the near side. And they will go Johnson up the middle, and he's not going to get the first down. He's not going to get anything. Argos have been very stout against the run over the last couple of games, and they do it again. No gain, and into the win. This is out of the field goal range of Ty Long. Much better by the Toronto Argonauts at the point of attack. The ball went to the right side of the offensive line, bent back to the left side of the offensive line, but everybody stayed disciplined in their gaps and in their assignments, and they played with a much more aggressive state of mind on that particular run play. Joel Figueroa is yelling. yelling. 
the offensive lineman as the punt team comes on. Figueroa doesn't like it, but it's a two full yards. It is. The Argo that's 44. not at this point in the game, Mike. And with the wind into the face of Ty Long, who is the best punter in the CFL with a 51.3-yard average, you're going to let him go for the corner with Marquise Jackson back. And it's a fake. And it went to the upback who throws it to the far side. Cody Fajardo with the completion. And it's going to be a BC Lions first down. Perfect spot on the field to fake it. And it's going to be a first down BC at the 31-yard line. Boy, you anticipate moments in a football game, and you never know when a moment will be key. But this is absolutely the most critical play for the BC Lions to maintain ball position. Once again, a special team's mistake by the Toronto Argonauts. They have to find a way to make sure that those aren't relevant plays. It was a well-executed fake, and it took a lot of guts to call it at this point in the game with 11 minutes still to go in the first half. So a first down at the 31-yard line. That's the danger zone when in terms of faking it because there's not really a huge risk to run the fake from there, and it really pays off for the Lions. Three receivers to the near side. Lule back to pass, goes over the middle, threw it behind the intended receiver who was there. And uh, once again, it was Kevin Elliott who was open at the 20, but it's second and 10. Well, confident throw by Travis Lule, but an inaccurate throw at the same time. He had his receiver open, but he had to lead him Instead, he threw it towards the back shoulder of the receiver. The receiver could not turn his body around quick enough to maintain possession. But here in the first quarter, the opportunity to score some points dependent on the second down play is still there. Second and 10 from the 31-yard line on the left hash mark. Four receivers come to the near side with Elliott in motion left to right. And it's a good old-fashioned draw play to Jeremiah Johnson, who is going toward the sideline, and he's going to get the first down and more down to the 16-yard line. Using the speed, ran away from four Argos and moves the sticks. Well, ran away is the perfect description because there was a point in the play that there was penetration from the Argonaut defensive line. They had a hand on Jeremiah Johnson, but they could not get him down. He turned, sprinted towards the sidelines, and as he was going towards the sidelines, that angle kept gaining yard after yard after yard. Credit the running back on that play for making a great play out of possibly a negative play. First down of the 16. Lule looking things over. Sees three receivers to his left. Two to the near side with the ball on the right hash mark. Lions moving left to right. Here comes some pressure by the Argos. Ball's on the ground and Lule was lucky to fall on it. He bobbled the snap and will lose about two yards and that will set up second and 12. That one is on Travis Lule because the ball was in a catchable position but did you notice once the ball was on the ground and he retained possession what did he do? Because nobody had touched him he rolled forward, rolled forward, rolled forward gained an extra two yards just by rolling on the ground until he was down by contact. We're going to mark it at the 17th so a loss of one on that play four receivers to the left ball still on the right hash mark. Johnson stands to the left of Travis Lule. Manny Arsenal has single coverage near side. They're going to look for him. Rolling to his right is Lule. Pump fake and just throws it to the ground. And did he get that back to the line of scrimmage? That might be grounding. Possible challenge. I He did not get that back to the line of scrimmage. And there's the flag there's the now flag. finally. Yeah. He was about two yards, maybe a yard Watch. shy of, Great the, of the line of scrimmage. That's exactly right. And there was no receiver in the area. So this will be a penalty and a loss of down. So they will basically move that Intentional as a grounding, BC number 14. It's a loss of down. It's going to be third down at the spot from where he threw from. Third down. If he gets that back to the line of scrimmage and throws it maybe five yards further toward Manny Arsenal or gets the ball out of bounds, he's fine. That's right. He has to get it back to the line of scrimmage and out of bounds. He did neither with that, so it, it's a pretty easy call. It moves Tylon back for about a 30, 
four-yard field goal attempt now. And for Travis Lule, you know, with his level of experience, I mean, this is his 76th start. He should have known better. Long is 13 out of 16, 81% this year. Former Argo Cody Fajardo is the holder. Snaps a little high. Nice job by Cody. And Long will nail it through from 34. So the Lions on the board first on a drive that took almost the first half of the half of the first quarter. 8.42 remaining in the first 15 minutes. It's 3-0 BC. It's Argo football on TSN 1050. 3-0 on the field goal by Ty Long. So the Lions count three on their first possession. Argos offense come back. Mike Hogan, Chris Schultz with JP and Stevie E. Keeping you company today here from BMO Field. By the way, the Argos on TSN 1050 brought to you by Nissan Downtown, part of the Downtown Automotive Group. You are what drives us. You know, Mike, this scenario here, you have eight minutes and 42 seconds. Only giving up the field goal is a positive. But the negative is that, you know, Bethel Thompson's been on the sidelines here just stewing, ready to get going, and the Argonaut offense has too. And that's the risk when you defer and you let your opponent take the ball. If you get a quick two and out, perfect. Then the rhythm of the game is there. you got your offense back on. But if you don't, then the risk is that they have an extended drive and you got to stand on the sidelines for a period of time. Again, the starters, offensive line from left to right, Will Campbell out of Michigan, Tyler Holmes out of Tulsa, Sean McEwen from the University of Calgary, Ryan Bombin from 12th, and McMaster's Chris Van Zyl. First down at the 35-yard line. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the second year as an Argo, his second start of the CFL, play action on first down. Scrambles, plushed out of the pocket, he'll dump it off. He's got a man in James Wilder to the 40 on the 45-yard line. That's good for 11, and an Argonaut first down. Really what? good job by Bethel-Thompson. He felt the pressure from the backside, rolled to his right, then all of a sudden had more pressure coming towards him, adjusted his body, and dumped the ball off at the last moment to James Wilder Jr. Nice reactive play when things broke down. Wilder's starting running back. Anthony Coombs, Armani Edwards, Mario Alford, the newcomer, S.J. Green, and Rodney Smith, the starting receivers. Declan Cross is in as a fullback right now. They will go to Wilder up the A-gap across the 50 and out to midfield. That's a powerful nine-yard gain for the product of Florida State. A powerful nine-yard gain, but also a great feeling for the offensive line. A great feeling for James Wilder to have success on an interior run play. Those interior run blocks, Mike, a lot about that is aggression first and maintaining your block and the running back getting good contact yards. It all came together on that play. Second to one, they don't go short yardage. It's the regular formation. And Bethel Thompson will give the ball to Wilder again. Stutter step and go inside the 50 to the 45 to the 41-yard line. That is good for 13 yards and another Toronto Argonaut first down. You know, there's very few things in life where if you hesitate, a good thing will happen. But in terms of a running back, every now and then when you hesitate and you just wait that split second for the seam to open up and you know it'll get there, then that allows you to gain extra yards. Good patience by James Wilder. That's the reason the play went, his hesitation. Argos moving from right to left, all in blue today, and have a three-pack of receivers to the right with the ball on the right hash mark. Bethel Thompson setting up the screen, and there was interference in the backfield, or at least I don't mean illegal interference, but Wilder got tangled up with somebody in the backfield. And the ball fell harmlessly to the carpet and sets up a second and 10 from the BC 41. Well, not necessarily a negative play because the pass rush came so fast on the right-hand side of Thompson that he had to do something. And if you cannot complete the pass, then make sure it is not a negative play. You have a second and 10 opportunity to look forward to. 
Second down and 10 for the Argos from the BC 41. Ball on the right hash mark. Four receivers to the near side. That's the way Bethel Thompson is looking. He's got a man at the 30-yard line. It's complete. And it's a first down for S.J. Green. He's going to gain 16 yards. And it's a first down to the 25. Now, I'm not going to criticize a 16-yard gain by S.J. Green. But, boy, if Bethel Thompson just could have thrown that football a little bit more accurately, that could have been a touchdown. Green had to adjust to his back shoulder, control his body, and gain some some leverage on the play to gain the yards on the run. A little bit better pass, that would be a touchdown. S.J. Green last week, 9 for 134 and a couple of touchdowns. Bethel Thompson drops back. He's looking over the middle. He's looking to the end zone, and it will be incomplete, overthrowing S.J. Green. Again, who had his first two touchdowns of the season last week, as did Armani Edwards. The game winning was his first touchdown. Decisive, though, Mike, decisive by Thompson in the sense that he saw an opportunity and took the opportunity. Not exactly great separation between S.J. Green and the defender, but the opportunity was there, made a decision, tried to make it happen. Ball on the left hash mark. Rodney Smith will come to the near side with S.J. Green and Anthony Coombs. Two receivers up top as Bethel Thompson drops back. He throws a little out pass and just beyond a diving Armani Edwards at the 15-yard line. And out comes the field goal unit trying to tee this up. Well, one thing the B.C. Lions did on all of the last four plays, they either brought a secondary player or a linebacker player in different blitz packages. So what Toronto will do is they'll go to the bench and they'll anticipate that next time and they'll look at all those different blitzes, make sure they're picked up in terms of blocking and try to get the opportunity based on the coverage downfield. It'll be a 32-yard field goal attempt just inside the left hash mark for Zach Medeiros in for the injured Ronnie Pepper. Hit a 32-yarder in his only field goal attempt last week. Snap is good, hold is good, kick is up, and perfect. 3-3 is our score as the teams have traded field goals one from 34 that one from 32 so with 517 remaining in the opening quarter 3-3 you're listening to Argo football on TSN 1050 with you 3-3 our score is on the opening drive for each team they are limited to a field goal BC will take the ball at the 35 yard line which confuses me Chris because you've got rain you've got the uh, Chris Rainey and Jeremiah Johnson back there. Why would you not return the football? Not necessarily making a lot of sense right now, but I'm sure they have something in mind. The difference between the two possessions is the BC Lions need to, to capitalize on a fake on a special team's play to position themselves in for a three-point opportunity, while with Toronto, it was just good execution all the way down the field. They have to adjust to the pressure packages that BC did bring the closer they got to the goal line. If they can do that, they can turn these field goals into touchdowns. So BC now will try to counter. Opening drive for Travis Lule, 3 out of 5 for 37 yards. And maybe the biggest completion was Cody Fajardo, the former Argo, on the fake on the uh, punt. And that was good for a 13-yard completion to Kevin Elliott. So they'll put it in play from the left hash mark, moving away from the Gardner toward the lake, left to right. Three receivers to the near side, double tights. Lule sees something. He's called an audible at the line of scrimmage. Johnson stands behind him in the pistol. Here comes some late pressure. And a good pickup by Johnson. But still, Alden Darby's going to get the sack. Alden Darby went off the pressure, fell down, and just mocked Sean Lemon. He got up and did the lemonade. Effort, Mike. Excellent effort. Darby came on the outside, the right-hand side of Travis Lule, his left. 
was blocked initially, got up from the block on the ground, kept the effort going, tracked down Lule and achieved the sack. Risky play in terms of the blitz. There were receivers open. Travis Lule just couldn't find them. Can't believe he did the lemonade. The lemonade. I guess I knew that was coming. It's a loss of eight yards, second and 18, all the way back to the 27-yard line. Lule with a three-man rush, dumps it off underneath to Johnson, and he is swarmed at the 33-yard line, shy of the initial line of scrimmage. Spins off, the crowd gets out to the 34, and among others, Hakeem Jordan, the man in the middle, with the tackle. It's third down and long, and out comes Ty Long. Three-man pass rush, you drop everybody else into coverage, you force the quarterback to check the ball down, then the key is how fast you come up and make the tackle. Six Toronto Argonauts near the football on that play. They're playing with a lot of aggressive intensity right now on defense. Marquise Jackson back at his own 25-yard line. Here's the kick, and it's not great. This is returnable. He'll take it to the 27 of the New York side. To the 30, stutter step, outside, follows the block to the 35 to the 40, and gets filled in at that point. And that's where the Argos will take over. They're going to mark it uh, just inside the 40 at the 39-yard line. 3-3 is our score. Argos with their second possession as we continue first quarter action on Argo Football on TSN 1050. 3-3, Argos. Nice defensive stand there. Alden Darby with his first sack of the season. I believe his first in two years here in Toronto. Has a pick six to his credit. Pretty sure the Arizona State product, huh, huh, huh? I forgive him for that. Okay, he says to the Arizona product. Uh, so Alden Darby in his second year up here. Really good starting position for the Argonauts on their own 39 because you always have to consider when you're calling plays what block of yardage do you need to be in field goal territory. Now you're only talking about 20, 25 yards for a realistic field goal attempt. It's a great example when you get those two and outs. Not only do you get the ball back quicker. But all of a sudden, you have this distance advantage that you didn't previously have when you started the game. This is an opportunity for the Argonauts to get more points, three at least, but of course, get seven. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, two out of five on the first series for 27 yards. Wilder on the ground, two carries for 23, a nine and a 14. Ball at the 39-yard line, their own for the Argos, moving right to left. And it's a quick pitch out to the far side. They get Anthony Coons, his first catch of the season, out to the 45-yard line. Good to get the University of Manitoba product uh, involved after his lower body injury. That's good for a gain of six. Nice adjustment by the Toronto Argonauts because they anticipated that the BC Lions were going to bring a couple of linebackers on the play, and they did, which means you have less people in pursuit. So get the ball outside towards the sideline. Let your running back get it in space, Coons, and he gained the rest of the yardage. It's easier second and four scenario. He comes to the sideline. Declan Cross checks in. He'll remain in the backfield. And here's a pass to the near side to Wilder. He's got it to midfield of the 50. To the 45 down the sideline. Pushed but not out of bounds. And they are saying he stepped out of bounds at the 36-yard line. He kept running to the end zone, but they're saying he was knocked out at the 36. Nonetheless, a big gain and a first down Toronto. A big gain, but it, I have to think it was set up by the initial play because the initial play to Coombs was way on the right side of the field. This one to Wilder is way on the left side of the field. But the other key factor is very decisive, very crystal clear on who he wants to get the ball to in terms of Bethel Thompson. Single coverage on Jordan Herdman, the middle linebacker. That's a mismatch the Argos will take. First down, they'll give the ball to Wilder again. Stutter step and go, and he is held up, spun around, and tackled. 
excellent job by Bola Combo, or that could have gone the distance. Instead, it's a gain of five. Well, it was one of those jersey tackles. You know, when you're a kid, you don't necessarily tackle with technique. You just grab the other guy's jersey and you just ride him to the ground. And for Bola Combo, that's exactly what he did. He got a piece of James Wilder journey and flipped him around like he was in a country and western cattle show <laughs> in the rodeo. Should mention. I tell you, James Wilder's a tough kid, man, because yeah. he takes shots. Well, give him a gain of four yards on the play. Second and six from the 32. Bethel Thompson back to pass, goes over the middle, has a man that's knocked up in the air and almost intercepted as Herdman went back again. That's Jordan Herdman. His twin brother, Justin, plays for the Argonauts. They have never played football against one another. Until this moment. Until this game. Well, right on that play, Bethel Thompson tied, tried to fit it in a tight window, threw it hard, threw it with velocity, but it was a little too tight. Threw it into too many BC Lions. One hand came out, almost intercepted. Zach Medeiros out for a 39-yard field goal attempt. Hit a 32-yarder earlier. Jake Reinhardt's the snapper. McLeod Bethel Thompson is the holder. Rainey's back in the end zone just in case. Here's the kick. It's got the leg. And he draws it back nicely. And it's three more points for the Argonauts. So they've taken their first lead of the game. It took them until the last play yes. of the game last week to do that, or two weeks ago. They're, and now front, they're front third. runners now. Yes. Yeah, we'll see how they are as the hare as opposed to the tortoise. And they are up 6-3 now with a minute 36 remaining here in the open court. Well, significant because now your kicker has confidence. He comes to the bench. He's done his job. He's done what you uh, paid him to do, which was make the makeable kicks. He's made two in a row. So now for the Argonaut defense, if you can get another quick two and out, once again, you're going to get a shorter field to work with. Hey, if you get a nickel and dime all the way down the field and take field goals, just keep getting them. The whole idea in football is get points. Whether you get it by three or whether you get it by seven, just keep getting the points. Zach Medeiros um, won a great cup on this field when he was a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks a couple of years ago. He did some punting earlier in the season. And they ended up taking him out of that role, but they kept him around for just the kickoffs, which is very unusual in the CFL with the limited roster. Yes, it is. They've taken a break. We will, too. We're a little behind, so we'll scoot away for 30. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. First down Lions at their own 35-yard line. 6-3 Argos. minute and a half remaining here in the opening quarter. Travis Lule looks things over. He's got three receivers to the near side. They will go to the ground game, and it will be Johnson hit at the line of scrimmage, bounced back, and ended up getting about a six-yard gain before all was said and done. You know, one of the hardest things for a defensive line in terms of run defense is when you've done your job and the running back stops and you're ready for him to go to a different direction and your teammate's going to pick him up, but then all of a sudden he accelerates opposite that. There's something to be said for great running backs who read blocks and read opportunity. Johnson did that really well. Positive game. 26 yards on the ground for him now. Lule looks things over. He's 4 of 6 for 44 yards. Pressure from deep. 7-man rush, and they get to him. The arm came forward. They're going to rule it an incomplete pass as Justin Tuggle almost got there in time, but it will be another two and out for the Argo defense. You know, one of my observations is Justin Tuggle is exceptional at timing his blitz. You know, sometimes on defensive side, they run plays too. They run certain scenarios, and certain players have to loop or they have to drift into different areas to make plays. That was a perfectly timed blitz by the middle linebacker for the Argonauts. Ty Long's the punter. Marquise Jackson, his longest punt return of the season came last week against Ottawa. It was 47 yards. He'll take this at the 19-yard line. Gets a block. He's got some room. They're going to call a flag. 20, 25, 30 to the 40, to the 45. And Long will uh, 
spin him around. He'll get knocked out of bounds at the 52. This one's coming back. Here's Ben Major with some bad news for the Toronto Argonauts. It was out in space. It was easy to see. And Ben Major is going to give us the details. Ben? They're in their turn. Illegal block. Toronto, number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. It's going to be first down. It's Robert Woodson, the second-year Argo. Special teams demon. When you talk about penalties and the consequences of the penalties, this is a great example. Toronto could have had the ball first and 10 on their 52. Instead, they have the ball first and 10 on their 10. It's why technique and decisions under critical stress are so important in this game. That, that did not have to happen. He was not saving the back from a terrible hit. That was just a lack of concentration at a critical moment. So they'll put it in play from the 10-yard line with maybe two plays. Uh, this will probably be the last play of the quarter. Ball at the 10-yard line. Two receivers to the near side. They've got a tight end to the left as well. They go play action to Wilder. And over the middle, they've got a man for the first down and more. And it's going to be Alfred, the speedster, across the 30 to the 32-yard line on the final play of the opening quarter. That's his first CFL catch. It's good for 23 and a first down. 6-3 Argos after one quarter. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. 